0: Sports, sports, sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host Jake Patterson and I know I promised we'd get back to a consistent schedule, but uh yeah, no. oh uh we we tried yesterday.
1: But uh we really did. We we really tried. When I got my second shot on Monday. And uh yesterday I felt like I had mono. And if you've ever had mono, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where you just want to kind of curl up in bed all day
0: and not do anything.
1: Yeah, I slept like 16 hours.
0: Okay, um, taking mental notes for um,
1: yeah.
0: what I, I still got. Uh, I, I still got you a got couple a of weeks. I, I still you got, yeah. I got like two weeks, a little over two weeks. So uh, I am mentally preparing for that yeah just so i just so i know I, i'm glad you got it before i did so you could just tell me everything that everything <laughs> horrible that is going to happen to me in a couple
1: weeks yeah uh expect to wake up at two o'clock in the morning with chills and a fever and then two hours later you'll wake up because the chills ended and you'll be sweating but anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh sounds like so much fun
1: outside of that it is my favorite time of the year it is nba playoffs Yes, And we have variety
0: for the first time in what feels like forever, other than 2018 or, or 2019, because, uh, oh I was I, I was reminded of that day by Facebook memories today,
1: uh-huh.
0: because that was a triple whammy that day. actually a quadruple whammy of just things punching me below the belt emotionally. Because I finished cleaning out my apartment in Lynchburg on May 19th, two years ago. So on May 19th, two years ago, I finished cleaning out my apartment in Lynchburg. That freaking shot happened. The Game of Thrones finale happened. And Brock Lesnar showed up out of nowhere and won the money in the bank. That was four things on the same day that just all punched me in the balls emotionally. (laughs) For different reasons. Two of them were just legitimately sad. The other two made me really freaking angry at a room of
1: writers. Now, normally on this show, we go through and make whole playoff predictions. But you know what?
0: That's too much work. That's way too much work.
1: Especially for the...
0: While there is parody, the NBA is still very top-heavy. Yes. Like it's, it's not even parody. It's variety. It's someone new.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Like sort of kind of, it's still a lot of the same people, but it is new
1: teams. Now everyone's probably going to sit here and think that we're going to be like, Oh yeah. The nets are going to roll through the East. Oh yeah. The, 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 the jazz are going to just roll. No, no, that's not what's happening here. No, I'm sorry. The Nets can't play defense. At all. They are horrible. The- they gave up the fourth most points per game in the in the East. Now, to be fair, the Bucs did give up more points per game than them. However, everybody's saying that the Nets are this unkillable force on offense. The Bucs still scored more points per game. Yeah, the Bucks are just... They may
0: not be as high of a seed because... They didn't take they the regular series. Caring. Yeah. They knew they were going to make the playoffs and knew they were going to have a good seed. So they
1: didn't really care. And that my friends is why the Milwaukee bucks are my East pick to come out or to, uh, are my, are my pick in the East to make the NBA finals.
0: Yeah. And I know I am known as like the ultimate Homer, but Oh, really? shocker to anyone who has listened to this show for the past two and a half years that, Oh, I'm a big time Homer. Really? But now I, I would like to pick the Sixers. I am happy that they are the first overall seed, but they just do not have the guard play. They, They don't have the guard play to make a run. Like Joel Embiid, is a freak of nature, and I'm glad he is a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, but I will go to my grave saying we should have taken Jason Tatum instead of Mark Markel Mar- Fultz. Because Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, that is multiple championships.
1: <laughs> and we are recording this the night after, the day after Jason Tatum just put up 50 to play a game.
0: Yeah, against uh against the Wizards. Well, Wizard Wizards fans did get to finally experience playoff Russ.
1: I mean, to be fair, they still can again because they're playing the Pacers.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So anyway, so, we
0: are in agreement about the East. We're we're in agreement about the East because
1: I don't think the Nets can do it. I don't, th- the Knicks now, aren't there will, yet. Will I be surprised if the Nets breeze through and make it to the NBA finals? Absolutely not. But I don't think that's happening.
0: No, because they don't play defense and Kyrie Irving is starting to talk like he's retiring after this season and just going full-time activist. Which power to him. Good for him because. Good for him. There have been multiple times this season where we've questioned his commitment to the team. He straight up admitted he's not prioritizing the playoffs right now. And I'm not going to I'm not a shut up and dribble guy. I'm I'm really no. not, but there's also a certain Neither point
1: where you do have to do your job. Correct. We, like Neither of us are shut up and dribble people. Those people just don't should, should just their, their opinions don't matter. No, like, no,
0: like, like LeBron James does it right. Like this time of year, he's not doing a whole lot of activism stuff. Like April into like June, he's not doing a whole lot of activism stuff at all because he's focused on the playoffs and then once the off season hits charity event after charity event until he's uh he's gotta get back in shape for the regular season to start again and then a couple weeks into the season he goes right back to it yeah but anyway so lebron does it right and if if Kyrie wants to uh Wants to retire before he starts to slow down a little bit and go full time activist. Hey, more power to him. I respect that
1: decision. Yeah. I think he'd be pretty darn good at it. Uh, He would, he, uh, honestly, yeah. He, he would be, he would be good at it. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you said, power to him. Like, go right ahead. Like, because it's clear his priority is not basketball anymore, and that's fine.
0: Yeah, just, do your priority. Yeah. Like, don't don't drag the Nets down because you're not prioritizing them.
1: Unless the Nets will win more championships with just Durant and Harden.
0: They probably will, let's be honest. Because if they don't have Kyrie, they could spend money on another guard that is, that is actually willing to play defense. Correct. And, so anyway. And they'll be slightly more likable. With with uh, just the two of them and maybe a third guy who just ups the team's ability a little bit. The West.
1: The West. No one is whole. No. No. No one. Like everyone has
0: some kind of injury or Mitchell's hurt. Weakness at a key
1: position. The Suns are too young. Outside of Chris Paul. The Nuggets are without Jamal Murray. The Porzingis' legs are toothpicks and you never know when they're going to snap. Yeah. Portland has defensive issues and a third scorer issue. LeBron isn't 100%. Steph is outstanding, but... He doesn't have any help. Wiggins has stepped up, but outside of that, and then Memphis and San Antonio are just no shot. Yeah, they they don't they don't stand a chance. Again, Memphis has the same issue as Phoenix; they're too young. They'll get there. It's just not their year. And you might you might notice that we didn't mention one team, which was the Clippers. They're the only ones who don't have any kind of hole, and maybe scoring guard play defensively they're
0: solid their their defense is so good they might not have to worry about that
1: like they gave up the second least points per game in the west third least points per game in the west fourth overall
0: which when you're playing that kind of schedule when you're playing those those loaded offenses that's pretty good yeah the the absolutely loaded offenses of the western conference
1: now there's questions of, did they tank to avoid the Lakers and all that stuff? And absolutely is the correct answer to that question. Yes. But that's a different story. That's a different topic for a they, time.
0: they are 100% tanked so they wouldn't have to play the Lakers. Or really, even the or, Trailblazers. Correct. Because uh, they would probably lose to the Trailblazers given their lack of defense at the guard position
1: still have pat bev but you know what what can he he do
0: against he's a good defender but what can he really do against damian lillard or cj or cj mccollum whole lot of nothing i mean that's that's most defenders in the nba but you know
1: and of course the biggest question mark around the clippers is which paul george shows up yeah do you get do you get bubble Paul George or do you get like MVP OKC Paul George? Yes, like if that Paul George shows up, it's a cakewalk for the Clippers. Yeah, they're gonna walk to
0: a Western Conference Championship. If Bubble Paul
1: George shows up, they're screwed. Or second round.
0: Yeah, Done. Like they're they could lose to the Mavericks if if Bubble Paul George shows up.
1: So yeah, I. I I have Eclipse Bucks finals, which is what everybody expected last year. And this year
0: it's probably actually going to happen because I mean, it seems like in 2021, we're just repeating everything that was supposed to happen in 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, like in the NHL, the Colorado abs are probably going to, are probably going to win the Stanley cup this year, which, uh, Good, they were the best team all season. I, the Flyers are out. I kind of hope they win because uh, Nathan McKinnon's fun to watch, and their jerseys are really cool looking. <laughs> like that, that there, there's my, there's my, uh, there's my early picks for the uh, for the Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm giving it to the Abs because they're just that much better than everybody else, and I really like their jerseys. I always have.
1: So yeah uh yeah i mean that's pretty much that's all there really is to say that's pretty much the Um, nba like
0: before the the playoffs well and truly get started like we make our early predictions now and then react round by round to see how wrong we were
1: (laughs) so yeah yeah, uh but there is an issue on the the baseball front correct and that is hit by pitches Yep. And no hitters still, but we've already discussed that. Yeah. There was another no
0: hitter that happened like yep. in the middle of the night.
1: Yep. It's like the Tigers and the Mariners. Yep. Mariners that, got no hit for the second time in two weeks.
0: A game a game that no one was watching. And it's like, oh, the the worst team in the league just threw another threw a no hitter. Against the same team that the other worst team in baseball did a week and a half ago.
1: So, how do you fix it? I don't know. And, I mean, I think the answer is an idea that we scoffed at (laughs) a couple of months ago. Moving the mound back. That's just, yeah, that's just moving the mound back a couple feet. Yeah, don't,
0: don't do anything crazy. Don't move it back like five, ten feet. Move it back like
1: Two to three. Two and a half, three. Now, if you don't watch or have never played baseball, you don't understand how much two to three feet means when it comes to pitching. Yeah. It's a big difference. As a longtime catcher, that makes a world of difference. That is a big
0: old difference. But it will protect players from getting hit in the face and pitchers from getting hit in the face on those... uh, on those awkward bounces that bounce off the, uh, the infield grass between uh, between home and the mound and catch them in the nose or the eye or the forehead or right in the mouth, which I don't know which one. I think the forehead would be the least awful.
1: Uh, Concussions, my guy,
0: unless it, unless it knocks you out and gives you a concussion, but I don't know which of those would actually be the worst. We don't even need to get into that. (laughs) The mouth, the nose, or the eye. Like, ugh. All of them sound awful in their own special way. And it also would help with the no-hitters issue. Yeah, because... uh, And it's not just the no-hitters. Like, this is... Like, the league-wide batting average is historically low. Yeah. Like, it's one of... It's like the lowest batting average in well over 100 years. Yeah. So, um that's saying a lot considering what batting averages used to look like. <laughs> like if you go back and look at some of those like dead ball era batting averages, you're like, wait, this guy was considered good? He He hit 187.
1: Well, 187 has never been good, but yes. Yeah.
0: I, I was I was being dramatic, because I feel like the Mendoza line even before it was called the Mendoza line has kind of always been the standard. Oh yeah. And and honestly this this is a side this is a side conversation, but I feel like uh I feel like both Tommy John and Mario Mendoza deserve spots in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> because like Tommy John's surgery is ubiquitous around baseball and the Mendoza line is like, a thing. (laughs) Like, the Mendoza line is a thing general managers make decisions on. Yes. It's like, so, those guys should at least get some recognition in the Hall of Fame, if nothing else, for contributions to the game.
1: I I would agree.
0: And, along with the guy who, along with the, uh, the the surgeon who did the initial Tommy John surgery on Tommy John himself he should probably also <laughs> be
1: a hall of famer cuz or uh, just in the in the museum
0: yeah same with uh same with uh same with uh, Dr. Andrews but that is a side oh, conversation yeah. yes cuz Dr. Anyway, James Andrews has saved the career
1: of many a pitcher <laughs> he has saved the career of many a player over all of sports
0: yes <laughs> like that man deserves to be in like every
1: sports hall of fame. <laughs> yes, there should be a number dedicated to him and retired. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of long standing rules and such, oh. on I believe it was Monday night, the Chicago White Sox were beating the Minnesota Twins. 15 to 4. To a bloody, disgusting pulp. 15 to 4.
0: And as you generally do in that situation, the Twins put a position player on the mound, because why would you waste your actual bullpen arms on a game you are currently losing by 11? Correct. Correct. Like there are two, there are two situations you see a position player on the mound. Ridiculously long extra inning games and
1: or blinds. correct. So the Minnesota Twins put Williams Astillo, who's a fan favorite, on the mound because you know it, that's it, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And in a 3-0 count Rookie Yerman Mercedes. Hit the crap long. out of it. And jacked a home run.
0: He he hit the ever-loving crap out of that ball.
1: Now. It is kind of an unwritten rule in the first place that you don't swing a 3-0 pitches when you're up by a lot. Yeah. Especially when there's a position player on the mound. Yeah, because...
0: I mean, probably a position player that is already behind 3-0 is probably going to throw you an absolute duck.
1: 47 mile per hour pitch.
0: Yeah, like, he's going to throw you a dying duck.
1: That's how fast the pitch was.
0: That is absolutely... That you can see the whole way out of his hand. It's going to come right across your your swing zone. Like, yeah,
1: you're... You're probably going to be able to hit that thing. So... Last night, the twins, re- re- relatively upset, you know. Oh wait, yeah. Sorry, that that happened on Sunday. That Mercedes hit that pitch. I apologize. Wait, no. What? Hold on. Their schedule is giving me a headache because <laughs> I don't know when these games. anyway, fifteen to four game happened like three days ago, and then two two days. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that happened. Following night, Tyler Duffy throws behind Yerman Mercedes and gets ejected. Understandably. Yeah, shocker. Obviously, that's retaliation. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh, I see what happened. Okay, I apologize. The White Sox and Twins played a day game today. That's why I got confused. Oh, Anywho, the now the manager of the White Sox is Tony La, Tony Tony La, Tony Larusa. Exactly, he's an old guy, very old guy. And Larusa came out and basically said that Mercedes made a massive mistake and didn't respect the game,
0: which is. Um... Not the best look.
1: There's two ways to look at this. For starters, you are up 15 to 3 or 4. Yeah. You're up by 11. It's not... Out of respect, you shouldn't be swinging at a 3-0 pitch from a frickin' Yeah.
0: Like a a 47-mile-an-hour 3-0 pitch, you probably shouldn't swing at that because you're probably
1: about to get on base anyway. So, in that aspect, I understand what Tony Ruos is saying, but he went on to say that it was against baseball's unwritten rules, and that's the part I have an issue with,
0: yeah, because the young guys of m l b the the younger guys have proven they don't give a crap about the unwritten rules at least at least most of the younger guys, correct, which. Good. The unwritten rules are stupid. That's why they're unwritten. Well, most of them, anyway.
1: But there's still a point at which you've got to respect your opponent. Oh, yeah. And there's a fine line like, bat flips, that kind of stuff, fine. Go go right ahead. That's fun.
0: Bat flips, uh, staring, staring, big celebrations in big celebrations in the correct spot.
1: Correct. Like the dugout, like where the Red Sox throw, whoever threw a home run into a shopping cart and roll, roll them down the dugout. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
0: That, or, or like if you hit like say it's, it's game seven of the world series and you hit an absolute bomb that, that wins you the world series in the 12th inning. Go pimp nuts! That. I don't pimp that pimp the pimp hell it. out of
1: that. Like Pimp it. Like Yeah. Absolutely. But you're up fifteen to four. In a in a game in the middle of May. Now, will Larusa lose the La rock the locker room because of these comments? Probably. Yes. I still think, and and he keeps just he keeps
0: just digging himself a hole. Like he is not backing up his guy at all.
1: I mean, said so that he understands why the tw- no Now, to be fair, I do understand why the twins threw at them, threw at well, threw behind him. But you still don't do it. Yeah. Like I understand it. Like as a catcher, I would probably call for that too.
0: Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently, uh, hang on, let's see if I can, here we go. Uh, Lance Lynn said last night, uh, there are no rules when a position player is pitching. The more I, the more I play this game, the more those unwritten rules have gone away. Tony LaRusso said of those remarks, Lance has a locker. I have an office. I don't agree. Um what this is how you, this is how you lose a rocker room. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> clearly clearly Yerman Mercedes doesn't care cuz uh a couple hours ago he posted a uh a picture of himself in the dugout wearing giant sunglasses. With a bunch of gold chains dangling out of his jersey, throwing up the devil horns with his tongue out and set with the caption, be you and that's it. Dynamite emoji. <laughs> Remember that life is just one. Enjoy it. Clearly, he doesn't give a crap what Tony LaRusa thinks.
1: Yeah. And I guarantee Tony LaRusa is probably not the manager of the Chicago White Sox next season.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, this is... God, this is... This is incre- This is an incredible analogy I just read on Twitter. Imagine you were up by 20 strokes at the PGA Championship and then you made a birdie on 18, so it was commonplace for your opponent to throw golf balls at you. You know what? Makes sense! Fair. That's fair. Like, golf is... Just as old as baseball, if not older. And it's got just as much of a uh, old men yelling at clouds vibe to the mainstream sports watching audience. Might even have more of an old man yelling at clouds vibe. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a perfect comparison.
1: Great.
0: Larusa on MLB, but <laughs> Larusa, La Larusa is a uh... Larusa is clearly an old man uh, yelling yelling at clouds. Absolutely. La is just an old man yelling at clouds. But that's it for baseball, and uh, let's transition to something I'm sure Tony LaRuso would absolutely hate call of duty league (laughs) major four or three was a doozy major three was an absolute banger like the first couple games were boring were boring like some of them a lot of them were three O's, three ones and some of the individual maps were reasonably close and and semi-interesting but for the most part it was pretty freaking boring until, like, the first Atlanta-Toronto series was really good. And then you didn't really get another good series until the end of the day Saturday with New York-Atlanta, which... Absolute banger. And then Sunday was just like... If uh, if we truly are going completely back to land with the beginning of Stage 4, like... What a way to ki- what a way to end the online era of Call of Duty League.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Because and it was a perfect send-off to the online era because these matches were all bangers, but they were all interrupted by server issues and connection issues and other technical hiccups that have plagued yeah. the CDL for the last, I don't know, 14 months.
1: Uh, Skump said it best. Land is coming back so soon. I'm excited, so excited to be back. The online era has been riddled with tech issues and ping discrepancies, which is understandable. But man, nothing hits like local area. Nope. And Skump,
0: the man who uh, will live on forever in GIF form of him at Call of Duty events. Yeah. Just... Talking insane amounts of crap to uh, to his opponents. <laughs> guess and also, what? And also him at one of the few CDL lands doing the uh, invisible cereal.
1: And guess what? He's got optic right where he wants him. Yep. I'm telling you, with this return to land, they are a team to watch for the rest of the season. Yeah, because holy crap i understand that they lost to toronto but were they clicking yeah they were because they were
0: they were clicking like they haven't in a long time in that series
1: yeah and they 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 ruffle stomped empire yeah i mean just ruffle stomped them
0: yeah they they obliterated dallas empire which, yeah, that, uh, that, that, uh, benching hook decision and, uh, and trading him to LA looks worse and worse with every Dallas match. Cause, It did uh, for a little bit there. It did for a little bit. And then they went, and then they went 0-2 at the major and didn't win a single map.
1: Yeah. But I, that's,
0: I, that's the thing. Because I, I, I just remembered this. Last year the Chicago Huntsmen which is literally the same team like they have they've replaced Arsenies with they replaced RCD's with Dashy other than that it's basically the exact same team. They started to struggle last year once the online switch happened.
1: Yeah, because they're not in the same room. Well, they are they they are in the same room now. They, but... They've been in the same room this season but
0: even even when you're in the same room if you're the way optics personalities work particularly scumps, yeah if you're not if you're not in the same room as your opponents it doesn't hit the same like being in the same room as your teammates that helps that helps a lot like i remember uh I, i know i've used this analogy on the show before you the uh like game club nights when i was still in college and we'd get like full five stacks playing league together we would play so much better when we were all in the same room
1: <laughs> I, could you imagine if if our squad played in the same room oh god we'd be deadly my energy we'd Not be do my own horn but oh
0: people who listen to this show probably also
1: watch the stream we'd be deadly like i mean we already are but like yeah my energy and like, like that kind of stuff, it, it's, it's p- people with high energy like myself are, are infectious. And that's why I think optic and NYSL are going to have the best outcome from this, from, from switching back to land. Oh because yeah. You got clay here and you got scum. Yep. And both of them and- are very high energy. Do you imagine those young guys on NYSL feeding off a of glaciers energy
0: when when they're in the same room? And then probably at some point before the end of this season, we're gonna get a crowd back.
1: I I I would love to have an NYSL optic series with crowd. Oh, that I don't be- care if it's I don't care if it's in a final or what. I just want that to happen.
0: Yeah, I feel like that'll happen at some point before the end of the season because. I think on the uh on the Hexquarters podcast, I think they were talking about having fans. I think they were talking about having fans at either Major 4 or at Champs, which I hope it doesn't take until Champs because that's going to be in August. So I I hope it's I hope it's more like Major 4 or even Major 5 because I th- I think Major 5 will be what? Like July? Yeah, something like that. Like late like mid to late July like I'd be good with that and if it's if it's uh if it's anywhere near me road trip (laughs) (laughs) like if if by some miracle of god Major 5 is in Philadelphia or Baltimore I'm going I do (laughs) not care I will find a way
1: oi moe oe moe oi moe oi just, just right. road trip. Just send it. But this, like, the
0: the major itself, like, especially especially those last four matches, like, all of them, other than the one that was best of nine, all of them were three two. All of them.
1: Optic, went to f five. Optic Toronto was the best matchup of the year. Oh yeah, by far.
0: By like no question in my mind that that series was incredible and I'm kind of disappointed. It was an online series rather than a, oh, land, oh, yeah. a land series in front of a crowd because now
1: I, I, I do think Toronto could be hurt from going back to land.
0: Yeah. Because and Toronto wifi is ridiculously good. Apparently.
1: Correct. And obviously Faze ain't going anywhere. Don't don't no. don't even try. Don't don't even try. FaZe ain't going nowhere. No, FaZe is here to stay.
0: Because <laughs> that FaZe roster is basically the E is basically just the E United roster that dominated World War II.
1: Yeah, it's over.
0: Like, they're gonna be fine on land. <laughs> they're gonna be more I, than fine, probably.
1: FaZe could easily like, FaZe should be the favorites for the rest of the year. Yes. Period. The only team that wouldn't be like an upset if they beat them, well, two teams really, is NYSL and Toronto. Yes. Now, talent wise, individual talent wise, Optic is the closest to to fate. Yes. That's so, that's no question. Like But Optic has gotta clean up the little mistakes, man. Yeah. The little mistakes
0: and the not the giving up on playing aggressive. Yes. Play but, aggressive. Just
1: do it. That's why they lost in the round se- uh, the, the game 7 against Toronto. Yeah. Map
0: 5, map, round 11. Map 5, round 11 against Toronto. That's why they lost. They weren't playing aggressive
1: enough. And it came back to bite them. I honestly just hope we get land so we can actually see Hydra play. Yeah. Because <laughs>
0: uh, that man has yet to set up a freaking webcam.
1: He had it though for like two games and it's just gone. He had one. That makes it even worse. I know, that's my point. How hard is it? Even if it's broken, how hard is it? I guarantee you have the money to order one off of Amazon and plug it into your computer.
0: Yeah, it'll get there in two days. Minimum. Yeah mine mine came in two days i went on i went on to amazon i searched the one i wanted i clicked buy it showed up on my doorstep a day later yeah and i came in and set it up immediately because it looks so much better than my old one (laughs) but there's uh i'm it's kind of a side cdl story but i'm kind of interested to see how it plays out in the the larger scheme of uh the streaming work is. Uh, Hundred Thieves founder and CEO, Nadeshot has announced. Uh, he gave up partner status on Twitch, which
1: is weird because he's currently live on Twitch.
0: Yeah, well, he's still. Uh, he's still affiliate. He he dropped down to affiliate. Okay. Because if you're affiliate, you're not locked into an exclusivity deal with uh, with Twitch. Like if you hit. If you hit partner, once you sign the partner agreement, you can only stream on Twitch. And one uh, okay. So he dropped down to affiliate where he can still, you know, have subscribers
1: and stuff. I think. Yeah, he currently has 35k people watching him. That's why I was confused.
0: Uh yeah, because he's he's doing a uh he's he's hosting a uh, a big old Warzone tournament right now. Ah, uh, that's right. And uh But he intends to co-stream L.A. Thieves matches on on his uh, YouTube channel. And, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go YouTube full-time before the end of this year. Because, uh, two other people, one of them his, both of them co-owners of 100 Thieves with him, one of them his roommate, (laughs) is, uh are are both full-time youtube streamers and they have both done numbers since <laughs> since switching to youtube like like Valkyrie ever since she sw- like she was kind of growing pretty steadily on twitch a couple months after her youtube switch whoosh, just just straight to the moon she was like the fastest growing streamer on any platform male or female in the entire world. <coughs> so her channel has exploded since the YouTube switch. I could see uh I could see Nate Chat doing the same thing in just a couple months. And I wouldn't be like if once he drops that announcement video, I would not be surprised at all he, he's probably just waiting for his contract with Twitch to run out but that's what we got for the random smorgasbord that always is the first half of the show up next uh, NA disappointed me again at MSI and I hate to do it but we got to talk about Sinatra that's all coming up next here on the mashup alright welcome back to the mashup and the MSI Rumble stage is complete congrats to the top four Royal Never Give Up of the LPL Damwon Kia of the LCK Mad Lions of the LEC and PSG Talon of I believe the VCS no, not the VCS. The... I want to get their region correct. Of the PCS, not the VCS. With Substitute... Substitute Player and Bot Laner Doggo, who absolutely popped off in the Rumble stage. That man went on a freaking tear. It was kind of horrifying to watch, but at the same time, it was also amazing. How is there literally one American player at, at MSI? God, we, NA, we need to fix this crap. Why is there only one American and two Canadians? That is a grand total of three North American-born players. I mean, Australia counts, so... Australia technically counts, but they were... Most of them were playing for Pentanet. Five out of the six of them were playing for Pentanet. Fudge was playing for Cloud9. Sure, he doesn't count as an import anymore, but Australia is not North America. I don't care what anyone says. Ugh. But... The group stages went about as expected... RNG and Pentanet survived Group A. Mad Lions and PSG survived Group B. Down and Cloud 9 survived Group C. That's about what we expected. And unfortunately, my predictions for the Rumble stage were technically correct. I said it was five teams competing for four spots. And in a way, I was correct. I picked the wrong fifth team but i was still in a way correct because i said damwon rng and mad lions were all pretty much locks after mad lions incredible performance in the group stage i said mad lions, i said the big 3 because let's be honest here it is the big 3 were pretty much locks and then psg and cloud nine were the two teams fighting for the last spot. Well, PSG got the last spot because, once again, North American teams can't get their crap together at international events. And if you lose to freaking Pentanet, you deserve... To not make it through the rumble you deserve to not make it through the freaking rumble you um you probably should have beat them just just you know a thought. You probably should have beat the team from Oceana. They are North America's little brother region now. You should have beaten them. But nope. Had to play like absolute dog water and get obliterated by a team who doesn't even have a home region. The, o- the OPL doesn't exist anymore. It folded after Worlds. How did you lose to PentaNet Cloud9? Jack, Reggie, Nate Shot, and the various other owners of the ten remaining LCS franchises. Stop with the imports. It clearly doesn't work. There is no reason for us to be importing so many freaking players, because last time I checked, Vietnamese teams who win things have a lot of homegrown players. Let's look at, let's look at GAM Esports roster. Oh, what do you know? All six members of the active roster are Vietnamese. Vietnamese. And the North American server is about the same freaking size. What do you know? All six members of the active roster, including their subs. Kiaia, Levi, Katie, Easy Love Style, Bye. All six of them are from Vietnam. Every former member of the squad In 2020, is from Vietnam. Every former member going back to 2019 is from Vietnam. 2018, they are all from Vietnam. 2017, they are still all from Vietnam. (laughs) Get, you can't make the excuse that the talent pool is not enough. Gammy Sports won the VCS with an exclusively Vietnamese roster. North America, you te- And as North America, you then technically have three countries to pull from. Because North America I think includes Mexico. I don't think they're part of the LLA. Let's actually let me look. Let's let's find that LLA team. And see. From MSI 2021. The LLA representative, Gillette Infinity. Oh, these guys are all South American. Or Central American. Peru, Argentina, Uruguay, and Chile. So yeah, South and South and Central America. Mostly South America. Yeah, this is all South America, so I'm guessing that's what LLA is. So, yes. Mexican, Canadian, American. You have three countries to pull from on the North American server. There is zero reason why you can't have a homegrown team. And I know some of them are trying. I get it. I get some of these teams are trying and it takes time to build. But my God, can we stop with the freaking imports? It clearly does not work. Like, I know Cloud9 wasn't mathematically eliminated when they lost to Pentanet in the Rumble, but they were eliminated in the hearts and minds of every North American fan. Because I remember tweeting during that game, if Cloud9 actually loses to Pentanet, Every North American fan should be able to line up, smack all five players across the face, and call them all bots. And I actually tweeted, in response to that tweet, at Cloud9, you're all bots, bots, slapping gif. You can check my Twitter, those tweets are still on there. But... Once again, a North American team embarrasses themselves at an international event while still also giving just enough hope by beating some of the tournament favorites. Like, they they beat RNG. They beat freaking RNG. And they beat Domwon They only beat Domwon once, but they beat One. Like, They beat Domon, and NRNG, and Mad Lions at this event, but they didn't do enough to make it into semis. God, stop with the freaking imports, Cloud Nine. You had one American and one Canadian on the roster. The rest of the team was from either Europe or Australia, and Fud and the only reason you were able to do that is because Fudge doesn't count as an import now. Uh, why 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 do we rely on imports it's time to stop the freaking imports we can't make the excuse anymore when vietnam has has the same server size and their champion team is exclusively vietnamese players for the last like four years which seems to be their entire existence Get some North American players. It can't be that hard. Scouting grounds is a thing, but you gotta do better. It's time to invest in developing talent. It's time to invest in the collegiate scene. It's time to invest in the high school scene. I don't care what you have to do. It's time to invest in the North American amateur scene. God. But... As far as... This weekend's games. This weekend's events. RNG versus PSG Talon and Damwon Kia versus Mad Lions in the semifinals. Two best of fives. And honestly, I really think PSG Talon has what it takes to at least beat RNG. They really do. They've played them tough. In every single series they played in the Rumble stage, every match they played in the Rumble stage, they played them tough and they beat them once. Like, Mad Lions are, not Mad Lions, RNG are not unkillable. They went 7-3 in the Rumble, they were the one seed, sure, but they're not unkillable. They are beatable. And I think PSG Talent has the talent to do it. I legitimately believe that. I think PSG Talent can beat RNG. And honestly, I will lose my mind if they do. I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Domwon versus Mad Lions. Uh, same thing. Domwon are vulnerable, but. And Mad Lions have been shaky at best in the Rumble. They were just slightly better than Cloud9. I would love to see PSG versus Mad Lions in the final because that would be amazing. But I I honestly think if you want my honest predictions, I think we're going to get PSG versus Damwon and the magic runs out and uh and Damwon wins. Just just my opinion, that's just one guy's opinion, but I think that's what you were going to get is that that PSG Beats RNG in an absolute war of a five-game series. Damwon gets a slightly more convincing win over Mad Lions. And then the, the luck runs out for PSG and Damwon wins MSI. So, uh, one of the first teams to go back-to-back from Worlds to MSI in a couple years. Could they, uh... Could they be Grand Slam and repeat champions? Maybe. But uh, Spring Split hasn't started yet and Worlds is still months away. So uh, I will hold off on that prediction. Spring Split. Summer Split. I will hold off on that prediction until Summer Split is over. And really MSI is over because honestly if it is PNG, PSG versus Damwon, PSG could still win. I don't think they will, but it's po- it's very possible. But if you want my actual picks, PSG versus Damwon final with Damwon winning 3-1. But uh here's another riot game we got to talk about. We're still we're still a week away from from uh from Masters uh from Masters Reykjavik. But uh We're we're still a little bit about a week away from that. The field is set. We'll we'll uh, get my predictions for that next week when the event is you know actually happening. But there's uh, there's some other stuff we got to talk about. Riot has made a decision in uh, in the Sinatra case and. Not a great look. Not a great look for uh, for Mr. Wan. Here's here's the exact quote from Riot: Jay Sinatra Wan has violated Rule 8.1 of the Valorant Global Competition Policy and will be suspended for six months, which is considered to have begun with his administrative suspension on March 10th. Continuing through September 10th, 2021 end of the stage three challenger season and final master's event. He will be eligible to return for last chance qualifiers and champions. Uh, In a much longer statement, they said he will also have to undergo uh, sensitivity and conduct training before he is allowed to compete again. So he will have to either do that during his suspension or wait out his suspension and then do it before he can officially start playing again and if I'm sentinels for the love of God don't bring him back you're better off without him I don't think you would have made it to Reykjavik with him I really don't I think you would have lost a hundred thieves if you had him I mean 100 thieves played like hot garbage but I think you would have lost a hundred thieves or or one of the other or one of the other teams had you uh Had you kept kept him around. Because let, let's just go back to uh, NA Challenger Stage 2. 100 Thieves was there. Exit was there. Envy was there. V1 was there. Cloud9Blue was there. I think... Uh, yeah, I, I honestly think if they still had Sinatra, they would have lost 100 Thieves in upper bracket semis. And then they would have had to go in a loser's bracket one, which God knows if they do or not. And who knows if they, who knows if they actually make it to, to the finals. Like with, with tens, Sentinels are a better team. They, they really are. It's like, it's just a fact like with tens on the roster, Sentinels are a better team, a significantly better team. If you ask me, and clearly tens is a much better person because uh him and uh him and Kide, his his girlfriend seem to actually be happy together i mean i know there's a lot of like public facing stuff versus private stuff but they seem to actually be happy together rather than whatever the heck sinatra and cleo were but yeah, that's not a good look for Jay because um only reason riots stopped investigating is because it became a felony investigation by actual police officers. And in that longer statement where they said he would have to undergo sensitivity and conduct training before he was actually allowed to compete again, they said the reason he was suspended six months was because... He provided false information, misrepresented facts, and did not fully cooperate with the investigation the way they believed a Valorant pro-, pro should conduct himself. And uh yeah, not a great look. Not a great look for Jay at all. Um, yeah, not not a great look, and an even worse look for his buddy DeFran, who said who looked at that statement that said. Yeah, this guy didn't cooperate with our investigation into his sexual assault allegations. And didn't fully cooperate with them. And this guy looked at that and said, yep, case closed. He's innocent. I was right. You are all idiots. Just like, just like I said, Ellie was a guy. Yes, Daniel. The player who showed up out of absolutely nowhere on the North American competitive ladder and refused to talk with anyone after signing a professional contract to play Overwatch wasn't at all suspicious? Sure. And just so happened to have the exact same hero pool and playstyle of another guy called Punisher who got rejected by the same team. Sure. That is absolutely the same thing. Like, figuring that out is absolutely the same thing as saying, oh yeah, Cleo is actually a crazy e-girl. And saying you're right in that assumption when presented with evidence that... Sinatra was lying to the investigation which tells me he was probably trying to keep something secret and he called it a humbling experience um sure this this would be a little humbling but it doesn't seem like you've learned a freaking thing Jay my god I used to like you I like I like the way you played the game I like the way you talk shit but clearly you're just an asshole so, Sentinels, I hope you never bring him back. You're better with 10s. He fits the rest of your roster much better. And Sinatra wasn't actually that good on uh, on Sova. Hiko was way better than him and proved it multiple times. So, um, yeah. I I honestly hope they never bring him back because, well, one, the dude's probably going to end up in jail for felony sexual assault. But... Yeah, even if he doesn't go to jail, and he just gets, like, a slap on the wrist or something, which I I doubt, given the severity of the accusations Cleo made against him. And if even half of them are true, dude should spend a few years in jail. And probably have to, uh... Probably have to register himself on a list or something. The, uh... Hopefully, hopefully if he doesn't go to jail, no other team is desperate enough to sign him because he is still a good player. Hopefully the Valorant scene is better than that. But uh, you never know. But hopefully Riot's smart enough to step up. And if he is convicted of anything to just like perma ban him, because this is way worse than anything I buy power did. And Valve suspended them for life. So much that they all had to switch games six years later. This is so much worse than any kind of match-fixing scandal. So, um, I hope Riot steps up to the plate and just bans it for life if he's convicted of anything at all. But uh, that's what I got. Hopefully don't have to talk about this guy too much more and we can actually just enjoy Masters next week. But uh, that's what I got for the show today. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoy your weekend and uh, talk to you guys on Wednesday. See you then.
1: 时间抵挡着, 哪怕太迟, 也不想以后, 决在这时, I got the heart of a lion. I know the harder you climb, the harder you fall. I'm at the top of the mountain. Too many bodies to count. I've been through it all. I had to weather the storm to get to the level I'm on. That's how the legend was born. All of my enemies already dead and bored I'm ready for war. They know I'm ready for war. I told them